What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1087 of Ask Pat 2.0. And this is a, a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. Today, we're talking with Knitting Rebel, Kara Got Warner. You can find her at Kara Got with two T's, warner.com. She is a rebel knitter. She makes things, but also is building a community of other makers and specifically with knitting. But she helps also teach through her knitting, things like creative confidence and being intuitive. And and it's just a really special niche. And she's growing. She has a big audience, a community, and a podcast and a blog and lots of of things. And we talked today about, well, how do we move forward and still stay sort of happy in the process? You know, she's wanting to grow her business, but she also wants to reignite the passion that she had because she's in the weeds of her business. She's doing a lot of the things herself. So today we're gonna talk about simplifying and how to do that, a really important conversation that we had in her journey and hopefully one that is important for you as well. So without further ado, here is Kara Warner from karagotwarner.com. Hey, Kara, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Pat. I'm so excited. This will be fun. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Okay. So I have a podcast and it's called Power Pearls Podcast. So that's as in knit and pearl. So I don't know if you, P-U-R-L, if you're familiar with the pearling aspect of knitting. (laughs) Personalized URLs? Is that what it is? Power Pearls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like knit, knit and pearl. Got it. Okay, because there's this thing in internet marketing called P-U-R-L Pearl, which is a personal URL, which is like Ah. a super geeky thing that we don't need to continue to talk about. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's knitting. It's all about knitting. And I started it in 2015 while I was the editor of a knitting magazine. And my mission was to help knitters who want to boost their creative confidence and their knitting intuition. So this idea of being more intuitive emerged as my main message because you know I realized that there were all these fearful knitters out there and I wanted to be a cheerleader for them. So the podcast became a platform to do that. So fast forward a few, le- few years later, I left the magazine in 2017 to become a coach. And so I mix business and life coaching strategies to help designers and yarn shop owners and and I'm able to pay forward my experience of more than 15 years in yarn craft publishing. So as a result, I created um, a coaching program. I call it Rock Your Shop. <laughs> Rock Your Shop. So it's a six-week program, and I help designers and yarn shop owners, you know, n- navigate all the you know similar universal struggles. You know, these struggles that a lot of business owners face. And yeah, I think that's that's probably it in a nutshell. <laughs> I like it. Rock your shop. I like the, um, you know, you're taking this idea of coaching and businesses, which can be applied to all kinds of different spaces. And here you are in your own little superpower, in your own little niche, crushing it, which is which is really great. I think that's really smart. Well, another classic example, everybody of, you know, the riches are in the niches, right? So this is fantastic. So I'd love to just ask you sort of like related to all this, what's on your mind? Well, you know, when I started the show in 2015, I I was so excited. So like right out of the gate, I was well, for downloads. I was about uh, 50% in the you know the top 50% of podcasts, and I thought this was really awesome. You know, and so after the first year, downloads and engagement began to level out a bit. So, you know, it was not so much about my concern about the declining you know downloads because it's you know it, engagement. I you know I get that. That's really that's huge. So it, things just kind of leveled out. And so there was no exponential growth that I was seeing. 
and I kept going because, you know, podcasting is a passion and I totally see the value in podcasting. And I just, I love it, you know, so that is what drives me. And I remember what you said in your, uh, in the SPI episode, the Dear Podcasters episode, which was so inspiring, by the way, you said, I know that what got me here won't get me there. And I think that's what you said for like those of us that have been out there for more than two years. And so I guess I just feel like, you know, something needs to change maybe. And I'm just, I'm kind of, I just know I'm not alone in my struggle as a podcaster because I think we don't hear enough about those in-between stories about the struggles that others in my kind of place deal with. You know, it's about, okay, how do you start a podcast? And that's exciting and, you know, let's go. But then after, you know, after that, what's next? You know what I mean? So I hope that this coaching will help me and people like me to know if they're actually leaning their ladder up against the right wall, or maybe it's time to pivot or just look at some other things. So that's why I'm here today. (laughs) Ultimately, what would you love to happen? No matter whatever strategies or whatever we talk about on the other end of this, what is your ideal situation? Well, my ideal situation is I want to be able to engage with my community. So create the community, but I also want to be able to sell more coaching programs and, you know, courses. And, you know, I know that after I cultivate that community that I can get to that point, I hope I can, you know, that's my goal to do more of that. So that's a goal. And also, you know, to get back to the passion, like, cause I, I think I've gotten lost in the, in the tools and the minutia of things because I can, I can kind of go back in time a little bit, but I, I started podcasting actually in 2014 and it was, you know, no bells and whistles. It was all, you know, I did it all from my, from my iPhone, total pocket podcasting, you know, and it really allowed me to do, you know, the reason why I got into podcasting in the first place, you know, and it was to get behind the mic and hit upload and then just engage with my peeps. You know what I mean? And that was really, I'd love to get back to that, you know? And, and like I said, just be able to cultivate that community, build the, the know, like, and trust and grow so that, yeah, I can make this sustainable and turn this, you know, wrap this all into what I do as a, as a business owner, as an online business owner. That's the ultimate goal. When you say engagement and you want to get more engagement and, and it's something you had that, that you don't quite have as much of or it's just kind of remained stagnant, what is that to you? What is engagement? You know, the engagement is being able to have conversations with the people that are listening to my show. And I notice that there is like a disconnect between doing the podcast and then jumping on a live video, which I did a lot of that as well. It was just like so time consuming <laughs> that, and I like, again, going back to, I love it. And I didn't get into it. I got into this because of the passion, but it's like, I feel that the engagement piece is really important to, you know, for me to really connect to, you know, to have those conversations. So I know what my audience wants. And so I guess to answer that question and going back, circling back to that, that that's really what engagement really means to me. Okay. And, and I love that we're having this discussion because ultimately you said you wanted more customers and to, you know, be able to build this business, obviously, that happens when engagement happens, right? So I think we're looking at that first domino that'll kind of knock over the other dominoes. So I'd love to focus this conversation on how one might be able to increase their engagement with a podcast, because the big struggle of the podcast is you're recording in an office or at your house and nobody's there to continue that conversation with you. You have to find ways to continue the conversation after the show. It's unlike 
a lot of these other platforms like YouTube or, or especially live video where in real time or even after in the comments section, you can continue to have those conversations and understand. So what I always recommend is to, for people who are podcasting and it's a primary platform for you, is to also have a primary platform for where this engagement will happen. And I don't know if you want to speak to this based on your experience, but I know from speaking to a lot of podcasters that they try to be everywhere. They go, oh, well, you can connect with me on Instagram or on here on a Facebook group. And they they give you like 15 different ways to connect. And then there's nowhere, one central location where people can connect with you as the podcast host and or each other because it's just so mixed. So I'm in the camp of, and I've been, I've been recommending this to many people is one primary platform, one primary mode of communication, one primary sort of community area. Where might you believe that your primary community would live outside of your podcast? I believe it's Facebook, doing Facebook live videos. And I did those consistently and religiously for three, more than three years. I think more than I was doing that, you know, before I even started doing uh, the podcast. And to me, that was like where the excitement was. That's where the fire was, where I could talk and have those conversations. You said you were looking for that again too. Yeah. So, you know, and when I wrote, when I left my recording to, you know, get the coaching with you, I basically... I think I may have mentioned, maybe I didn't, but I kind of, I'm on a hiatus right now because I was like, okay, what do I do? Do I stay or do I go? You know? And so I did the live videos for a bunch of years, the podcast for three, you know, over three years. And I felt like I tried a lot of strategies, you know, and maybe I was going down too many rabbit holes. You know, it's like circling back to what you're saying about the one platform for the communication. I really like that because I need to simplify. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) So I think if I have a process, right, like to just say, okay, here's, I record the podcast and I jump on a live video and have conversations about what I talked about in the podcast. Right. There's many different ways to systemize that, right? You could record the shows ahead of time and then you can go live when they are published so that People can go download them right away and, and people may have already listened to them and you can have discussions about that. Or you can just, like you said, literally finish recording and since it's fresh on your mind, you can let everybody kind of in on your process and go, hey guys, this podcast episode I just recorded, I need to tell you, goes live this uh, at, during this time, but here's what we can talk about right now. Or you can go the other way. You can, you can go live first and go, hey guys, I'm gonna re- be recording a podcast episode right after this call. And you could even go, you're welcome to, to stick around and watch me record that, but I won't be able to, to communicate with you then. But you can get some behind the scenes. But anyway, we're gonna talk about this topic for 15 minutes. You know, you keep it short and sweet or whatever. And what's cool is people, you can engage with people about that topic. And what is amazing about that is you can make them feel like they're included in the content that you are about to create. You, you will have them help you influence what the podcast episode becomes. You will even maybe even spotlight a couple of your key community members, which is a big strategy I talk about in my book, Superfans, and I always recommend podcasters to do, but especially on live video, when you say a person's name who is a representative of your community, that makes the entire community feel good. So I would imagine a podcast episode where you go, Hey, everybody, you know, welcome in today. I just had a really good live chat with my audience on Facebook. If you aren't a part of that community yet, go here. But I wanted to mention something that Marissa said. She asked a question, and I wanted to start out this episode by talking about that. And then, boom, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I need to be a part of this community. Where where can I talk to Kara? Where can I see Marissa? Where can I continue this conversation after? And, again, 
that combined with let's just have those things be the things and not even worry about anything else. Like the joy of opting out of all other strategies just to focus on this. I think that would alleviate a lot of the tension related to trying to figure things out. I think it would excite you again because you just know that's what you do and you know that your community is going to be there and they're going to be interested. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I love it. I love it so much because it brings the podcast into the live aspect. And I love both. I love to to kind of connect the dots. I'm really big on connecting the dots. And the one thing that I get really tripped up with, and this is different with what you do and, you know, other digital marketers where it's like, you know, you're not doing tutorial videos and you're not knitting and you don't have to do all these little knitted things. Right. And sometimes that really slows me down, you know, and I'm always thinking, okay, what can I do to add value, but not always be teaching a tutorial and having to work, create all this extra you know, stuff before I even jump on video. And so what you're saying, it's such a great way to, to reconnect the dots, bring it back to the podcast and still get people really, really excited because they're listening to the episodes, you know, and I'm not knitting on the podcast or, you know, I mean, maybe I am, but <laughs> they can't see it. So I really love this. That That is an awesome piece of advice. Thank you. And you know, the podcast, the best thing about a podcast is a perfect platform for storytelling. So whatever stories pop up, whatever questions come up in these conversations, and especially when you start naming your community, I mean, the best sound to everybody is their own name. So when you say that person's name, it makes people feel like they're really part of something and makes others on the outside go, whoa, like Kara's like knows who's in her community. I want to be a part of it too. But then your conversations, your stories that you tell can be based off of that uh, versus you always feeling like, you know, you have to plan four weeks ahead of time for specific kinds of stitches and techniques, right? You know, I think those things are things you could do live and even say on your podcast, hey, by the way, you know, uh, every once in a while, I like to teach something live. So make sure you don't miss out the next one, you know, make people feel bad for not finding you live, you know, and and just, hey, I might, you know, drop a, a, a technique or, you know, you can reference some different tutorials that you've done live with people. And of course, what happens with tutorials is people go back and they watch them again so they could do it. So you're getting more engagement on Facebook. And every once in a while, you're, again, pointing back to the podcast. So whether it's the first time or the third time, person's going to be excited to get on your show if they haven't already. And likely when you build this community uh, to this where it's very clear, oh, you know, Kara, she goes live once a week. And, you know, you might even hear her on her podcast, like behind the scenes. Like they're going to gather all their friends too, because that's something to talk about versus, oh yeah, Kara, like she does her podcast and, you know, sometimes I chat with her on Twitter and, you know, sometimes she goes live, sometimes she doesn't. I mean, that's not as appealing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're blowing my mind. This is so awesome. And and this is perfect timing because actually tomorrow is my first step. Well, I know when we're recording this, it's going to go live another another time, but like I'm actually going live tomorrow. And this is really, it's just, it's just really inspiring me. But can I circle back to something you said just before about behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. So are you suggesting that maybe like I, because I've done this before, but to let's say I'm, a, I'm in my studio. Hey guys, I'm, you know, I'm doing a live video from my studio and they can't see, like I'm talking. So are you saying like maybe record like maybe the first couple of minutes of me talking on the podcast so they can see my microphone and what have you? Or were you just saying not necessarily showing that, but just talking about that? on the live video I see. or maybe both. I don't know. It's really, it's it's it, whatever you're comfortable with. Honestly, any sort of behind the scenes goes 
a really long way. We as humans are just very curious about everything. This is why shows like How It's Made have been going on for years because we just want to know how the tire gets manufactured, right? And so you're essentially showing the same kind of thing so that people who have listened to your show start to get interested with how you produce it and they just see the quality and the care that you put into it and it just becomes another cool thing that they know about you that differs yourself from others who they don't get to see that. And again, you can structure it in all different kinds of ways. You could go uh, to the extreme and go, okay, guys, for the next, I don't know, how long are your podcast episodes, Kara? They average about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. For the next 30 minutes, I'm gonna be recording into this microphone right here. I won't be having a conversation with you watching live because I'm recording this for the audio listeners, but guess what? You get to hear it first right here, right now. And what's cool is I might I might mess up and you're gonna hear the real me, you know, that kind of thing. You can go to that extreme or you can just go, hey guys, I'm gonna hit record in just a minute, but I just wanted to show you that this is where it all goes down. This is the microphone. Here are my notes for this upcoming episode. Thank you, Marissa and Jenny, for your questions. I'm gonna address them on the show. So make sure you listen to it when it comes out. But for right now, I'm just gonna say bye and I'll see you all later. And you can do it that way. That's great. Oh, it's awesome. This is so cool. Um, so how do you feel about show notes and how detailed, like, do they really have a huge impact on, you know? They can. They can. It kind of depends on the behavior of your audience and how useful it might be for them. For shows like mine, it is useful because there's a ton of links. There's a ton of, you know, things that I mention, And it also helps with affiliate sales and getting people on my email list. So I think show notes can be key. However, I do know some people spend more time on their show notes than they actually do recording their show. So I always go, okay, if this were simple but effective, what would it look like? Whatever that looks like for you is what I would recommend. I think that if it is a little bit of a burden, keep it more on the simple side and focus more on the delivery in your live videos as your your key way to connect with people and share things. And I, th- I think there's just some essentials that should live on show notes like any resources, links, affiliate links for any products that you might mention. And then, uh, of course, an opt-in of some kind opportunity for them. But beyond that, I mean, some people go as far as creating timestamps, writing a blog post to go along with it in their show notes to kind of, you know, for people who can't listen, they can still read it and get the gist. So to me, that's a little overboard for, I know my time can be better spent elsewhere. I'd rather record more podcast episodes than write more show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My instincts say that it's, you know, like you said a moment ago, you know, ha- you have the call to action, you have the basic important stuff. And I, for me, I think bullet points and the basics are enough because I can get lost in that. I mean, I have a show notes writer, but still it's like, how much time <laughs> do I, how is this having an effect on the bottom line to me getting out you know, getting behind the microphone and then getting in front of my people. That's the most important. Are show notes exciting to you? No. And you know what I realized? I was thinking, because I've been doing a lot of thinking about my my podcast over the last couple months. I am, and I'm also an avid podcast listener. I mean, I've been listening to you for like years, but I never go to the show notes page. Occasionally I'll go to your page. Oh, well, look at that. That's cool. But I don't because I'm out running or, you know, doing the dishes or whatever. I never go to show notes pages or you say, you mention a call to action. I just, I'm doing it on my phone right then and there. Right. Because it's simple and easy to, to remember. So yeah, I think you know what the answer is. I mean, you mentioned your intuition, you teach being intuitive. I mean, you you know what to do. I think that, and the reason I ask, are you excited about show notes? And I think the obvious answer for most people is no. You've been looking for that excitement and you have found it in your live videos. You've apparently 
excited about a system moving forward, however that might look like. And you can obviously experiment and change things over time to your liking. That's more interesting in my eyes than show notes to you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me like give myself my own permission. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, somebody once told me, you know, the name of your show should be just Ask Pat for Permission. <laughs> because really that's, I mean, most people know what to do. They just need somebody on the outside to tell them what to do, you know, and it's hard because you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. So. Absolutely. And it's like shining that mirror and it's so important. It's, it's awesome. Exactly. Thank you. I appreciate this. <laughs> Can you tell everybody where to go and find your show? Sure. Okay. So if you go to caragotwarner.com, so that's Cara with a K and got with two T's, caragotwarner.com, and you'll be able to find the podcast. So Power Pearls podcast and everything else I mentioned, easy to find. Great. And we'll have the links in the show notes for everybody. <laughs> well, awesome. Kara, this was amazing. Thank you so much for, for being open and, and uh, I'm excited for you. Uh, do you mind if we perhaps connect sometime down the road to see how things go? Oh, that would be great. I would absolutely love that. Awesome. We'll make it happen. Kara, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you and have an amazing day. Thanks. You too, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoy this coaching call with Kara. Kara, again, you can find her at Kara, K-A-R-A, got with two T's, warner.com. You can find out all about her. And just she, like on her picture, she has this amazing dyed hair and these amazing knits. And she teaches, she goes live, as you know, and podcasts as well. She's amazing. I'm so thankful that she's here. And I cannot wait to connect with her in the future to see just how this simplification grows things. And oftentimes this is the, the theme of the coaching calls here is, you know, let's simplify. And it's hard to do because there's so many options, right? But truly, when you start to select what you should be doing and not focusing on the others, having the joy of opting out of those other strategies, the strategy that you do focus on has that time and attention to take off. And I imagine that's what's gonna happen for Kara too. So Kara, thank you so much for listening and I appreciate you all. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Check out my other show at Smart Passive Income. And thanks to all the podcast listeners out there, especially those of you who are taking a little bit of time to leave a very honest review. And I appreciate that so much. That helps me, helps the team, and helps others realize that this is or is not a show they should listen to. So if you have something to say, I wanna hear it, leave a review for Ask Pat. I appreciate you. And if you wanna also get coached just like Kara did today, you can uh, fill out the application, leave a little short voicemail for me, and you may be selected in the future. All you have to do is go to askpat.com and you can ask right there on that page. I'm here to serve you. Cheers, take care. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Team Flynn for the win. Oh, hey, before you go, Team Flynn, and speaking of Team Flynn for the win, if you wanna join Team Flynn in San Diego, July of next year, tickets are on sale now for FlynnCon 2. Ticket prices are going up October 1st and every month thereafter for a while until we hit the peak price later on. So you can still get in at the early bird or the early pricing right now. If you go to flincon2.com, we had, oh my gosh, it was such an amazing time last year. And we already sold, uh, you know, nearly 100 tickets at the event for this coming year. And so this is going to be hot now that people know that you know, hey, we can do this and we can do it really well. And just kind of a little bit more about what's involved. Again, go to flyncon2.com. Hope to see you there. Get your tickets now before the ticket price goes up. Team Flynn, you're amazing. We'll see you there.